Welcome to the Hunt the West podcast, where it's all about getting outside, enjoying the outdoors, and creating epic adventures. At Hunt the West, my only goal is for you to get out and hunt. I'm your host, Skylar Harrison, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about solo hunting. And if you have listened to the podcast, you know that I often hunt alone. Almost always, actually. And I'm going to tell you about a time last year when I was alone and actually got kind of in trouble and I needed help and there was nobody there. So I hope by the end of this episode, you'll know how to stay safe when you're hunting alone because I really think that hunting alone is great despite all the risks and even after this experience that I had. But hunting alone is something that I get asked about a lot because I do it a lot and most people don't hunt alone and so people are curious about it so I think it would be helpful to understand my mentality behind it a little bit because it's not it's just not very conventional and that's almost one of the first things that people ask is like oh who do you go with and I'm like oh I just go by myself or (laughs) so we'll talk about that a little bit we'll talk about how this experience I had alone and I got in a little bit of trouble and how I got out of it and we'll talk about all that so Thanks for hitting play on this episode. It really means a lot. I can't believe that people actually listen to this because I just started this hoping that I could just help some people who were beginners like me to up their game a little bit and understand hunting in a new way. So, But there's way more people listening than I ever would have thought would be listening at this point. So thank you for hitting play. It means a lot to me. And let's get into it. So this was in February of 2018, so almost two years ago. I was hunting coyotes in a new area, and I've never been to this area before, and it had snowed a couple days before, which I actually like for hunting coyotes because you can see fresh sign a lot easier, and you can tell if there's coyotes in the area. Um, I brought my dog, Millie, with me. She's a Brittany Spaniel. She's like a bird dog, even though I don't even hunt hunt birds but I'd like to someday and I she I don't know she's a good dog she's good with the kids and stuff anyway she I brought her along not for really hunting purposes but sometimes having a dog with you can be beneficial when you're coyote hunting because this I mean in February the coyotes are breeding and so they can get a little territorial and especially if you are using howls and barks and stuff to attract coyotes when they come in and they see another dog running around Sometimes that can help help them come in. So I was planning on having a really good day. The weather was perfect. I had gotten a couple close calls early on, but no coyotes down. And I had found this new road that would loop around in a big circle. And I could hunt all along the area and make stands, you know, every mile or so. I'm not really going to get into how to set up a stand and how to call coyotes, but... Um, that's not really the purpose of this episode, but if you're interested on in how to do that, um, we can. I want to get an expert on here actually because I'm feel like I'm still a beginner at it, even though I've done it quite a bit. I still have lots of questions myself, and so I would like to get somebody on here that knows what they're doing. And I've got that in the works. I've got a couple of people lined up. So if you're interested in tactics and stuff, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast because we're going to get somebody that is legit on here talking about coyote hunting. So I was making this big loop, stopping every mile or so, making a stand, and I got into this area where the vehicle tra- the vehicle tracks just disappeared, which I thought was great because it just snowed like I think it, two days before. And this was great because there was no, I knew that nobody had been in this area. So the road started getting narrower and narrower. And then I realized that I was basically off of the real trail 
and I was just following random ATV trails. And this is in my Hyundai Tucson. And I mean, you can Google what that is if you want. It's it's basically like a Subaru Outback. It's like a crossover size vehicle. And it has all-wheel drive and stuff, but the clearance is like basically nothing. It is not an off-road vehicle at all. So I was not on the real trail, and I was just following these random trails. And I was periodically checking Onyx maps, and I noticed that there was a trail down this canyon out of the main road out to going to the main road from where I came and I tried to make my way over there um but with the snow and everything I got into and it just kept getting narrower and narrower it was impossible to turn around and the only way out was forward so I started to feel the pressure a little bit you know um if you've ever gotten into a sketchy situation with your vehicle, like, I don't know, it's it's a horrible feeling. So I started to feel like I was in trouble and um, and I started to, you know, feel a little bit flustered and a little bit anxious. And I don't know about you, but I do not make good decisions when I'm feeling like that or when I'm stressed. So I'm the type of person that needs to, like, take a minute, stop, say a prayer, be calm so I can make good decisions. So I did that and I decided to keep moving forward and realized that my only way out was forward and trying to get to this, do this road, this main road. So the road kept getting narrower and narrower and I was like scraping junipers on both sides of my car. And I even got into a spot where there was a giant branch and I could not physically fit through. So um, I had a hatchet with me and a lot of other gear and so pulled that hatchet out and I got that branch chopped off so I could fit through. And at one point I slid into this rut and got stuck and ended up like getting stuck there for like 10 or 15 minutes. And I had to chop off a bunch of branches and bushes and stuff and shove them under the tire so I can get some traction. And I even busted my driver's side headlight because I got like wedged under a log um, like this was no joke. Like I was stuck and I mean, I obviously don't have like a winch or any kind of recovery equipment on my little soccer mom car, but, um, eventually with a shovel and shoving stuff under the wheels, I was able to get out of that rut and, and move forward. And so now I really couldn't turn around because there was no way that I was going to make it through that obstacle that I had just come through. It was just completely out of the question. So I just had this feeling I I need to keep moving forward. I just had to make it to the down to that real road and I could get out. Um, But because of the snow and there was obviously no tracks, I couldn't really tell where the trail was because it was so small and every little gap between the trees where you can see kind of looked like a trail. So I had to make sure that I was like glued to my Onyx maps and make sure that I was following that little dotted line. And sometimes the dotted line did not seem like it was right. So I'm not going to lie. I was scared. Like I was legit scared. I did not know what was going to happen. And so I tried to keep my mind going to the what ifs or like how am I going to do this and just tried to stay focused on the task at hand which was just making it down to that road and I knew that I had I have this Delorme in reach it's now called a Garmin in reach they bought out Delorme but it's still an in reach it's a satellite messenger 
and I can use that to communicate even though you don't have service. And they even ha- they even has like an SOS button that you can push if you need a helicopter or if you're injured or something. So I just stayed on that trail and I was making progress and I got out into an area where I wasn't going to be damaging my car anymore, but every little rut and little descent or whatever was kind of a butt clincher for sure. Um, I was on this relatively flat area, just going along like slowly, but you know, when you're in the mud and the snow, like there's just like one or two inches of snow, you kind of have to keep that momentum going. Otherwise it's really hard to get started again. And so I'm like going along at like a pretty decent pace, not crazy or anything, but at a pace where I don't like to stop because it's easy to get stuck. And I just had this impression to just stop, even though there was nothing visible, like no crazy obstacles or anything. I just had the impression to stop. So I did. And I got out and I walked up ahead. And it's a good thing I did because there was a giant, really steep descent into a small little drainage and then a steep uphill out of it, like a giant V, if you can imagine. So, and there were even some logs and boards at the bottom that other people had had put there to be able to go across and most likely in their ATV or something, because this was not even good for Jeeps. It was definitely not set up for any full size vehicle to go through, especially one as stock and soccer mom-ish as mine. So I was so glad that I listened to that impression to get out and look, because if I hadn't, if I had started going down that hill, I might have started sliding and I could have even rolled my vehicle. So um, I was glad I stopped up on the flatter part and then I got out and looked ahead. And at that point I knew, knowing that I couldn't turn around and I couldn't go forward, I knew that I was screwed. So I was kind of simultaneously grateful that I didn't go down there and terrified because I was now about six miles away from the highway and I didn't know how I was going to get my car out. Definitely not the way, not that same day, like the way I came in and maybe not ever. I didn't know. So I got on my inReach and I messaged my wife and I explained what was going on. Um, A tip for you guys out there with a wife that cares about you, a satellite messenger is basically necessary like an absolute must and it's actually a major tool in just allowing you to go places alone because it provides peace of mind for your loved ones plus it's just smart because here I was in the middle of nowhere kind of stranded and I messaged her and asked her to meet me at the highway and I would start walking out there so the cool thing about the inReach is that when you send a message it also sends your coordinates of where that message was sent from So in the message, there's like a link and whoever receives the message can click on the link and then it takes you to a map. And then I used Onyx maps to get the coordinates of where I was headed. And I guessed about where I was going to come to the highway. And I sent those coordinates to my wife via the inReach. And then I estimated the time that I would get there. And I was like, I'm just going to pack up everything I can out of the vehicle and start walking. And you can meet me at the highway and we'll figure out how to get the car out later. So she started driving and I started walking. Um, At this point, I'm like really nervous. I, I mean, leaving your car out in the woods or I mean, this is the desert, but leaving it out in the wilderness is something that is, it feels really wrong. I was walking away from that vehicle with no real expectation of coming back to it or I didn't know how. 
because I didn't know how to get any, like I knew that a tow truck couldn't get in there. Like I knew that there was going to be damage to my car if I even, if I went out the way I came or going forward through that rut, through that big V, I knew that there was going to be some kind of damage to it. And I didn't know, like I had no idea what I was going to do. So I had to abandon everything in that car and not know how I was going to get it out. And so I was thinking, oh, maybe I can, if we can't get it out or if like the insurance company is, if it's too expensive to get it out or whatever, um, I might be able to take a backpack in and like retrieve some of my stuff. But like I had a giant bin full of all my overnight gear, like all my stuff, and which is, which was good for me. Cause I had a hatchet and stuff to make a fire if I needed to. So I had like all that necessary safety equipment and stuff in there, but it would have been a lot of work to pack that all out without a vehicle. So anyway, so I'm like in a mental state where I'm like, wondering what's going to happen and like it just take it I don't know it was it was rough I didn't know what was going to happen and so at that that was the point when it was really good having my dog there and you know if you're a dog lover you know that dogs are just always happy no matter what the situation I mean she didn't know that we were stranded and that we had to abandon the car or anything she was just like this is an awesome hike let's hike all day long that sounds great you know so that kind of like helped lift my spirits and help me stay sane a little bit. Um, she actually even caught a mouse while we were hiking. So, I mean, at least she's a successful hunter on that trip because I did not shoot any coyotes that day. So I started walking and it was six miles like as the crow flies. So I didn't know how long or what obstacles I'd come across or what land I wasn't going to be able to cross or whatever was going to be the easiest way. Um, it was minimum six miles. So I used the messages on the inReach to coordinate with my wife. I told her where I was going. And then she actually decided to send the sheriff out to come look for me. I told her not to, but she did it anyway. And um, the sheriff actually ended up finding me on the road that I said I was going to be following. Because I, t- I was sending her messages periodically. And so I was like, there's a road I'm standing on right here. I'm going to be following this road east and... Anyway, so anyway, I found the sheriff and he gave me a ride actually the last couple miles. So I, I, I was tracking my walk of shame, you could call it on the, on Onyx maps. And it was like a little over six miles I had already walked and I had about two more to go. So he helped me, like I loaded all the stuff in the back. He, He even put the dog in the back of his truck. And I mean, he was happy to help me out. Like I felt so embarrassed like, I'm not going to lie. Like I felt like, you know, I'm the, I'm the type of person that tends to jump to judging people when they say like they get lost in the wilderness. And then here I was basically lost in the wilderness and I like had all the equipment with me. So that was good. Like I, I knew that I wasn't going to die or anything, but it's still embarrassing. You know, it hurts your man pride a little bit to get picked up by the sheriff because you got your car stuck out in the wilderness, but he was super nice about it. He asked me how coyote hunting was and talked about fur and stuff anyway he was a really nice guy and then he took me out to the highway where I met my wife and then we drove home and I'm pretty sure that car ride I just like fell asleep because I was like so emotionally and physically drained from hiking around all day and then hiking out I was carrying a ton of stuff like I carried as much as I could because I didn't know when I was going to be able to make it back so I had two backpacks full and I was like carrying the backpack and then I had my rifle I was carrying and then I bring a 22 
uh, like a lever action 22 with me to hunt rabbits if I'm out there and I can't find any coyotes. <laughs> I'll hunt rabbits. And so I had, and I didn't want to leave stuff like that out in the car. So I had two rifles, two backpacks, completely full. So I was really tired after a six mile jaunt. And then I, you know, mentally drained just from like worrying about it and never being in this type of situation before. And like looking back, it seems a lot less traumatic than it did in the moment. But in the moment I was like, I was in pretty bad shape. So anyway, that whole car ride home, I just, I was slept. Anyway, that's not really pertinent to the story, but what is pertinent to the story is how I got the car back out. So what we ended up doing was getting a rental car for a few days just until I could figure out how to get it out of there. And I talked to the insurance company and anyway, long story short, we decided I reached out to my, I told my dad what had happened. He talked to his brother, my uncle, and my uncle's daughter has a razor, one of those off road razor things. So my cousin <laughs> through a roundabout way I got to my cousin had a razor that we could use to help get it out of there. So that uncle, I teamed up with my uncle, his two sons, my two cousins and my brother. And we went out there with the razor to go see if we could pull it out of there. So we had studied the maps before and I was like, you guys, there's no way I'm coming back out the way we came. So we have to go out forward and we have to find a way. So we kind of, you know, we're looking on Google Maps, on X Maps, and figured out, and we just decided that the trail that I was on, that I was about to go through, was actually the most viable exit. And so we took that razor up there, and we brought like a chainsaw just in case, and a big come along, and some ropes, and we went up there to try and figure out how we could get it out. And I'll spare you all the details of, but we en- we ended up pulling it up that hill, and then the rest of the way, I was basically able to just drive out without any help from the razor. Um, it was really helpful having them there so they could drive up ahead and find the best route and guide me along. So I ended up, I mean, this is called solo hunting with a Hyundai, but I ended up, we weren't hunting, it was just recovery, but we ended up getting it out of there and they helped me get it out and I had tons of scratches and dents and a busted headlight. But other than that, the thing was in pretty good shape. So I was able to get it out of there. And a big shout out to my uncle and my cousins. If you guys are listening, thank you again. I got my vehicle back without making an insurance claim. So that was great. The main point of the story is that I was kind of able to self-rescue, even though I wasn't able to get my vehicle out alone. I was able to get myself out and stay safe when I'm solo hunting because I had that Delorme in reach. So paying that little fee every month, I think it's like 12 or $15 a month for their cheapest plan. You get like 50 messages or something. And then if you go over the 50 messages a month, you get 10 cents a text. So on the months when I'm hunting a lot, I end up spending a little bit more than $15 a month. And they also have like preset messages. So you don't that don't count against your usage, which is nice. So I have a preset message that says, I'm just checking in, everything is okay. And so I send that to my wife every, you know, few hours so she can see where I am on the map and then know that I'm okay and then it doesn't count against my messages. But you can customize those and anyway, I'm not gonna go into talking about all the features. This is not an ad for InReach, but I'm just telling you about solo hunting. 
and the advantages of having something like that. And if you have like more questions, you can email me. I'm I'm not an expert about InReach and their plans and stuff, but I'll leave a link to their website and you can buy the actual device on Amazon. But when you're solo hunting, um, having something like that is invaluable. And I, I'm it's basically necessary. So especially if you have, like I was setting, saying in the beginning, like if you have somebody that cares about you and wants to know that you're okay, first take that as a compliment that they care about you and want to have contact with you. And second, it will bring you peace of mind as well as those people that, that love you. Because if you fall or slip or something and, and break an ankle and there's no way you're getting out of there without help, you can send a message, you can push the SOS button and then have somebody there. And I've heard stories of people that do press that SOS button and literally there's a helicopter that comes. I mean, they, you message back and forth with the people from the company and they ask you what your situation is and maybe they send uh, an on-the-ground team to come rescue you or maybe they send a helicopter. I've seen different applications for that SOS button. But having that peace of mind allows you to focus on what you're doing, hunting, and not worrying about whether or not the people at home are worried, (laughs) worrying about them worrying. But despite all these things, I still think that solo hunting is, is an awesome thing. And if you haven't done it, if you're nervous about doing it, I would just recommend going on like an overnighter or two nights by yourself and, and see the differences because I don't know about other people, but for me, when I'm hunting alone, I feel like I make better decisions. Um, at least maybe not better decisions, but more measured decisions because, um, I tend to follow my instincts a little bit more when I'm alone because I'm not worried about, Oh, like they're probably not going to go. They're probably not going to want to go up that hill or they're not going to want to hike up there just to see what's on the other side. Cause I tend to just wander around when I'm alone. And then it adds a level of mental toughness, I think, to stay focused when things get hard because there's nobody else there to convince you that it's okay or like you know you you have to rely on yourself to make all the decisions and then you have nobody else to blame but yourself if something goes bad or if something goes right for that matter it was your decision and so it's kind of empowering to be alone and just for mental health I think it's good to be alone in the quiet in the wilderness without earbuds in your ears all the time there's something about just being quiet and alone with your thoughts that is kind of healing in a way I think and there's really good aspects about being and hunting with other people too I think it's probably more fun to be with people um so I think it's good to do both ways but when you're solo hunting in a Hyundai on off-road trails you should probably take a satellite messenger with you so you're kind of not alone really because you're connected at least if you need to be so if you're going on a solo hunt, I definitely recommend getting an inReach. I'll leave a link to the different types. They have some with navigation and stuff, but I don't think you need the navigation. You just need the satellite capability. So I'll leave the link to the one that I have, which is the old one. They still sell it on Amazon. Um, and I'll leave links to the new ones as well as they have a new Garmin inReach Mini, which is pretty cool. And honestly, if I was going to buy one today, I'd buy the Mini because it just connects via Bluetooth to your phone, which is what mine still does that too, but it's just bigger and bulkier. So I'd get the mini if I was buying one now. 
Um, and so you just put it in your pack and then you can use your phone like a satellite messenger, which is way cool because it connects via Bluetooth. So I'll leave links to all those things in the show notes. And um, if you've been following along, you know that we've been running a t-shirt giveaway for writing a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And the time has come to choose a winner. And that winner is Slick as 15 Slickas. <laughs> I don't know. S-L-I-C-K-A-S-1-5. So if that's your name on Apple Podcasts, um, this is what they said. It said, five stars, very informative. Many hunters who have been hunting their whole lives don't understand the concept of conservation. The information was presented well and in a professional manner. Thanks for your sincere interest in keeping the West healthy. Looking forward to future content. So thanks for that review, slickas 15 um, Send me an email at skyler at huntthewest.us. That's skyler with an E, S-K-Y-L-E-R at huntthewest.us. Send me an email with your information and you can pick your t-shirt. We've got black and like an army green. So I'll let you choose your shirt and send me your size and your shipping information. I'll get that sent out to you. And I'll do this periodically. Every once in a while, we're going to just pick a random review and give away a t-shirt. So make sure you're leaving those reviews. I appreciate them. They've been great so far. And if you want to pick up a t-shirt just for yourself, they are on the website. But if you are wondering about solo hunting, if you've never gone on a solo hunt, I still highly recommend it because of the mental toughness that you're going to gain, the insight into your hunting abilities and your instincts that happen. And if you're going to do it, I would highly recommend getting, you know, going prepared, you know, take a shovel with you, (laughs) take a hatchet in your car or your truck, take an inReach with you and be prepared so you can be responsible out there and self-rescue. You know, you don't, need it just for the SOS button, but you can, you know, kind of self-rescue like I did. And I really think the benefits of solo hunting are great. So grab whatever you need, get prepared for your next solo hunt, and then let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear from you guys. So get out there and hunt the West.